You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Ferfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of Schmitty Balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim my whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. I feel like I have to talk with my nose closed because all I do is rub my nose. Hello. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> that didn't sound very good, did it? I really did. I am good, except if you are like me and you live where anything might be coming to life in spring, you have allergies. She does and not have a it's cold. Here. It's terrible. It's really bad. Anyway, it is so terrible, if especially you, if you live down the south like we do. Oh my gosh! So my husband, he, he this is what he hears when he wakes up it, at like two in the morning. He hears the. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, your throat itches, no, and I'm doing it while I sleep. I don't even know that I'm doing it. Well, anyway. Does, does that mean the allergies go on all year? Because my husband snores every night. Oh, hell no. No, that's just him. Sorry. No, but he always has an excuse. <laughs> oh, I got a cold, or I was stuffed up, or I was... No, you snore, and you snore most nights, and you either, you know, been drinking too much, or... Drinking. Damn, whatever. <laughs> just leave him sitting up. Anyway, let's introduce this lovely lady in the middle. This is Alex Andes, and she's wonderful. She's a director of digital content and has been working with Positively Now for, how long has it been? It's been almost three years. <gasps> I think it'll be three years coming wow. up. You've survived just for three years? Somehow. I was I just wondering how you made it so long. She's terrible. She's well, I think we're pretty so good to work for, don't you? Basically, the whole website is you. Ish. Well, I mean, it's it's me and it's it's a team of us that, that make it happen. But the day-to-day operations is sort of what I handle and social media and website stuff. Because all I know is when I have a problem, I just email you and you fix it like within I 30 try. seconds. She's great. But she also comes and films with me for Guardians of the Night That's and right. Awesome Dogs as well. So she kind of, because she's a broadcast major and because she's learned how to hold a camera, then you know she's literally been with me. And a whole load of different scenarios that have been quite interesting. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. So in other words, you have blackmail stuff. We what? You have blackmail stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The outtakes that I have thrown away. How much you want for them? Oh, they're worth millions. They're priceless. (laughs) They're priceless. You get them five dollars on (laughs) Craigslist. Anyway, um, very good to have you here. This is awesome. I'm excited to be here. One of the things you're doing on uh, talk about the campaign you have now on Positively.com. So if you have been on Victoria's Facebook page or Twitter, you've probably seen hashtag poop and tell. Yeah. Like, first of all, who came up with that? Well, we partnered with Earth Rated and they make really awesome biodegradable poop bags. Um, and so we partnered oh. with them to I talk about those. poop. It was National Pooper Scooper Week last week. And hmm. so what better time than to have a contest where people tell us their most embarrassing places their dog, their dog has ever pooped. So we have had some. Give us some. I want to know. Hilarious. This is hilarious. My favorite one is, um, it looks like a little pit bull mix. pictures up there, too. But yeah, he's super Aww. cute. He says, I made my mom walk into a post. A cop stopped the car to see if I was, if the, if my mom was okay. I jumped in and pooped on his seat. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, yes. That's that. my favorite. That's my favorite one I've seen. That's awesome. Oh, my God. That's hard to top. 
I know you said that Jasmine had a good one. Okay, yeah. When we first got Jasmine, she came to us as a rescue. She was six months old. She hadn't had any socialization. And it was a cute little puppy. Came in and she was having some GI issues. And um, so I think I was out doing some filming somewhere. And my husband was at home. And um, Jasmine had been in her crate. Oh, that's right. He had gone to shower. He put Jasmine in her crate. Had gone Mm -hmm. to shower. Came back took Jasmine out and thought they have a nice little cuddle. And then as Jasmine was sitting on his lap, she starts to heave. And, 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 and because we've, you know, we've got carpet, he didn't want the obvious, the yeah. vomit to, to go on the carpet. So he puts his hand underneath her mouth. <laughs> and out into his hand comes this nicely, beautifully rounded poop. Ooh. Because when Jasmine first came to us, she ate poop. <gasps> so obviously she'd eaten her poop while she was showering because she pooped oh. in the crate while she was showering. Oh, wow. And uh, and vomited in his hand. Oh, and I, I was the one. No, I was the one who got this chihuahua. So he, when I came back, oh, kind of makes me. Hate. Well, I, I can share as long as we're doing this. So um, I got married late in life, and I dated a lot of people. And there was a guy who I really liked, and he was actually British, believe it or not. And I had a dog, a yellow lab named Dakota, and Dakota was a eighty-pound lab. 78 pounds. He was not a small dog, so therefore not small poops. And so he liked the dog. And so on occasion, you know, I'd bring him over to his house. So I bring him to his house and we had just started dating, you know, and I get all pretty and primped and make sure I'm looking really good. Like, oh no, I just left my house like this. Like, not like this, where I really do just leave my house. And, you know, we go over there and things start getting really interesting. And in the middle of everything, we stop and we both go... What is that hideous smell? And there was Dakota. Not only was he trying to shag a lamp, but he had, in the process of getting so excited from, I don't know what he thought he was seeing, managed to ruin carpeting. So needless to say, we still dated for a little while after that, but it didn't last. Can you see that's why not? You should submit that to uh, the no, 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 no. I don't want anybody to know. Well, <laughs> well now everybody knows. Now everybody knows. Secret. Don't tell anybody. Circle of trust right here. There you go. Exactly. So if you want to submit your poop and tell, go to positively.com slash poop and tell. We'll be <laughs> no, awaiting Holly's submission right, shortly. Don't submit the poop and tell. Submit your story. Because uh, at I, first I thought that's what you're saying. I'm like, wait, you want poop? We don't need samples. No, right. no. There's a serious side to this, though, because it, th- I really irritates me when I take my dogs for a walk and I do walk them every day but I take them it's a really I live in a lovely walking area so you know you can take your dogs out but people do not pick up after oh, their dogs yeah. it doesn't matter where these people come from they do not pick up after their dogs and it, and you got kids that are running around the parks and doing the same you know and, and having fun and they, mm. there's this poop everywhere it doesn't take any time right. to pick up some poop and put in a trash can. Well, have you it, heard it just doesn't. Now there's some apartment complexes that are requiring people to submit their dog's saliva <clears> to <throat> have it on record, and then they test people's, they the test dogs. the poop that hasn't been picked up. DNA. For the DNA. This is happening in Seattle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know what? I've become crazy woman because my front of my house overlooks kind of the walking track mm-hmm. that people walk along, and so I've become crazy woman. I sit there and I watch. <laughs> sometimes and if i see somebody walking along there and they let their dog poop and they look around because they don't think anyone's watching well you know what i do i come out of my door and no no i would not want to be with us no no i i come out of my door and i'm very nice i was like oh you forgot did you forget your poop bag or your bag to pick up the poop here's one very nice about it Uh. i don't go you should have picked no no i don't i go oh did you forget your bag 
He's one. Oh, see, you're much... Okay, so let me tell you, you're much nicer than me when you approach people with dogs. So I was out... Not all the time. Right, okay, (laughs) right. And I think I must have learned this from you, honest to goodness, because I have never done... Well, as I get older, I feel like I'm entitled. But I was out in San Diego, and, you know, San Diego, a beautiful city, one of the most beautiful... Like, heaven on earth. The weather is perfect. There's water. There's water. Everybody's outdoors. They're healthier. They're going to live longer. It's beautiful, right? I will tell you that I was so surprised. It's definitely a dog town, which it should be because there's ample opportunity to go outside and exercise with your dogs. But there were probably half the people I saw with dogs, which was many, were on choke chains. Not necessarily the spike chains or the choke chain. You know, the chain that kind of goes in the other one. And when you pull it, it (laughs) tightens around the dog's neck. And I will tell you that from Rottweilers to Mutts to Labs to chihuahuas they were on a choke chain now first of all why in the world do you think you have to choke a chihuahua if you have to choke a chihuahua to get him to to, you've got some serious issues so we were in i was out there for work and my photographer and i had we had ended the day early we went out to dinner and afterwards we're like oh there's an ice cream store and they bring their dogs everywhere and there was a woman in there with a little tiny chihuahua mix and it couldn't have weighed more than seven pounds and she had a choke chain on it and there's a long line and there's people with kids and i think this is probably the 40th dog i saw on a choke chain so I just lost my mind and I kind of I went up to her and I said and she was talking and as she's talking she's using her hands and she's choking the dog oh, right dear. and I said so finally I, I screamed across the entire ice cream shop with little kids hey hold on watch it you're choking your dog and my photographer takes three steps away from me like I do not know this woman I looked at her and I go what are you doing you're not paying attention and the girl looks at me and she goes he's fine I go he's not fine I'm like why do we have a choke chain I'm like, he's seven pounds. I'm like, if you want him to stop doing something, pick him up with one hand. Like, I just, I got so mad. And of course, everybody kind of backed away from me and I didn't get any ice cream. I left, but still I lost my mind. First of all, what's going on? I know. And you know, it's just, I think people, most people want to do right by their dogs, but they yeah. just don't know. It's yeah. just ignorance. Well, there's so much I bad don't information mean that. out there, there is. too. I don't mean it in a patronizing way. It's just a lack of education. And yeah, there is a lot of bad information. Right. Especially it seems like on the West Coast that people sort of follow that information a bit more. I, d- I don't know. It's a, like pockets of the country kind of get it. And other parts of the country just don't. And right. here in Atlanta, you, I mean, I see, I can't tell you how many dogs I see. I'm just terrible. Collar, it's but terrible. Every time I see a dog on a no-pull harness or even just a regular harness, I just want to hug. Yeah, thank you. Alex and my daughter and uh, myself, when we're driving along and we see a dog in a harness, we go, harness. As, a, as if to say, yeah, 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 this is yeah. great, you know, but it is terrible. And it, what I hate is that the moms that go running and they've got their baby in the stroll and then they've got the poor dog trying to keep up at the side of them with a prong collar on. You know, bottom line, if you are listening to this and you have a prong collar or a choke collar on your dog, take it off. It's, you can damage them. You can damage your dog in Hurt so many them. ways, including the collar lies at the base of the neck, okay? Mm. And that's where it doesn't matter whether you're supposed to put the choke collar on just behind the ears or the prong collar just behind the ears. It will fall down to the base of the neck. And at the base of the neck is the thyroid gland, same as in your neck. And each time that that collar tightens over that gland, it puts that gland in trauma. And the thyroid gland controls all the metabolism in your body. It controls mood. It controls everything. And so you're causing damage to that. So if you want your dog to be in distress, you want to have high medical bills because your dog has got an 
issue because of thyroid issues or, or any other behavioral issues that these things cause, then put a prong collar or a choke collar on your dog. But if you want to have a dog that is happy and if you want to have a dog that is healthy and a dog that is emotionally stable, teach your dog to walk well on the leash without having a choke collar or a prong collar. Yeah. Or worse still, which is my thing that sets me off, is a shock collar. In this day and age, with all of the great information out there, I don't think that people need should have a pass anymore. I, I mean, you know, you always want to give that person that one time when you go up and say, hey, did you know that there's a better alternative? And that's what I do. But if you know, and yet you still continue to do this... Shame on you. Mm -hmm. Sorry, but that's just the way it is. Well, and you know, I've experienced it's a lot easier to control a dog in a harness than it is a collar anyway, no matter what kind of collar. Even if it's just a regular collar they wear every day, when you put a leash on it and you try to pull a dog back, you can still do damage and you don't control the dog. Their head may go back, but their body's still going forward. And if you have a big dog, forget it. You're going forward with them. And that's why we have the no-pull harness. That's why here at Positively, we have the no-pull harness that has, you know, if you regular harnesses, clip on at the back we have a clip there but if you really want to you know you need help with your dog to mm. stop pulling then you lead your dog by the chest and that's what the no pull harness does you clip your leash to the dog's chest and your dog cannot pull that's and it's much better a harness distributes weight more evenly around the body <clears throat> takes pressure off the sensitive neck and allows your dog to move more freely so please for the love of goodness <laughs> take that collar off Thank your you. dog Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. So now that I've had this question answered about the choke collars and the terrible collars, why don't we get to some of our Victoria Stillwell crowd and see what they want to ask Victoria. Hey, you got something on your mind? What are you, a wizard, a genius? How do they make them miniature? I mean, is there some way, some process they they physically miniaturize the dog, or is it a puppy, or what, what the devil is going on? That's a really good question. I've got my work cut out for me here. Next time you want to know something, can you repeat the yes. question? Why don't you ask Victoria? She's the expert with this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, you obviously don't dog. know my dog. Just ask Victoria. Ask Victoria is brought to you by Adapto. Because dogs get anxious and stressed just like humans. And just like humans, you know, they might not always express it in the best kind of ways. Many pet owners might not realize that unwanted behaviors, excessive barking, hiding, destroying household items, soiling the house might be caused by stress. And all kinds of things can cause stress for your puppy or dog, including loud noises, new people, surroundings, traveling, being left alone. But Adaptil is clinically proven to help reduce or eliminate stress-related behaviors by mimicking the natural pheromones pets use to communicate. It has this calming effect on your dog, which makes your home a happier and quieter place for everyone. And Adaptil is um, available in a collar a diffuser, spray, and wipes, and it helps keep your dog calm in just about any situation. Best behavior starts with Adaptal, and if you want to find out more about how Adaptal can help your dog's behavior, check them out at AdaptalUS.com. We love their sponsorship, and we love their product. So they're sponsoring us, Victoria. Fire away, Holly. Okay, so you did it the first time differently because you said it's time for Ask. Spell your name. Victoria. Oh, V-I-C-T-O-R. <laughs> what? Yeah, but you said Victoria. Oh, and I was like, okay. since when was there an R on the back of your name? I was just, I, I had that's the British accent. Mm -hmm. We do put a lot so of you just R's. add Victoria. consonants where you feel like it. Don't even start with your American spelling <laughs> All right, and the, your pronunciation. Well, here we go because our first question comes from Angela in Lancashire. Lancashire. Oh, Lancashire. Oh, See? Exactly. There's always it. something. What about 
L-A-N-C-A-S-H-I-R-E, Lancashire, is Lancashire. Lancashire. Makes no sense. Lancashire. All right, Victoria. Um, Angela wants to know, five weeks ago I adopted a two- to three-year-old rescue German Shepherd mix, Ralph. Fabulous name. He needs training in walking on lead, manners, etc. But as an experienced dog owner of over 40 years, I'm confident with these training tasks. My problem is, although he happily jumps into the car, he whines and cries the whole journey. He's quiet when his head is out the window. I've tried all sorts of things, but he seems to suffer badly once I start moving. How can I help him? I wonder, is he doing it from excitement or is he doing it because he's stressed out? Or is he nauseous? Is he nauseous? Yeah. That's the thing. Is he getting emotion sickness? You know, a lot of dogs that are scared of the car, scared of the car because they've had one journey where they threw up, where they felt nauseous, and now they remember it. It was a horrible feeling. Now they don't want to get back into the car. But if he's okay with his head out the window, do you think maybe it's more like, hey, I want to put my head out the window maybe and he's trying to do that? Maybe it is. Maybe he loves to do that. And, of course, that's not always safe. If your dog is riding in the car, please secure your dog by using a harness mm-hmm. or by using a secure crate. Because if you have an accident, there are. And if you have an accident, I mean, that dog's going to go through a window, go through a windscreen. Just do that. So first of all, a dog has to be properly contained. Then and it's again, worse for her because he whines the whole way. Well, it does. And that's where, that's where I love the calming music. Calming music for dogs in the car. And music can really help reduce stress, reduce anxiety, but also reduce that urge or that desire to whine and create. And if, you know, again, I like to watch the behavior before I could give the right kind of advice, but let's say the dog is whining because it feels nauseous. Well, then then you have to check with your veterinarian to see if there's something you can give your dog before you travel in the car. Is the dog whining because the dog loves putting their head out of the window? Well, then... You only allow the dog to put the head out of the window when it's quiet. Mm. So don't reinforce the whining behavior by opening the window. Wait for about four seconds of quiet before you open the window. So then the dog goes, okay, I have to be quiet before the window opens, right? Then the third thing is that, is the dog kind of scared? Is it whining because it's scared? Well, then that's when I put the calming music on. And uh, if you want to find out more about calming music, you can go to Positively.com and search for music. You'll find uh, my uh, great um, calming CD there that is made in conjunction with um, um, our great partners through a dog's ear. And you can find out, did you see that or hear that I put an R at the end of ear? ear? Yeah, because there is an R there. See, I'm no, so I, used no, to no, it, no, I but, don't even hear but, it anymore. But I really yeah. pronounce it more than other people. It doesn't matter, it's there. No, I know You're it's just there. Ours where they're I know, not there. but okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Right, next, whatever. Next. Anyway, right. that's enough information, yes. don't you think? But that's good, yes. Okay. Good, good advice. Okay, now this is from Mel in London. And Mel says our three year old JRT. I'm not Jack sure. Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, see, there you go. See, Alex got it. Yeah, right. Was fine with other dogs until about two years ago. Now he's frothing, barking nut job who goes into a zone and can't be calmed down. Often he's fine once he's been introduced to a dog, but that's risky. We've tried a couple of behaviorists and he is on Prozac. I'm now trying to distract him with treats, which works as long as I get him early. What should I do when he's freaking out? One behaviorist suggested prodding, but I think that makes him worse. I hope you can help because it's getting to be a real 
problem.、Hmm. Prodding. You know, the behaviorists really—you can only really call yourself、God. a behaviorist if you've got some kind of PhD in animal <laughs> behavior, or you're a veterinary, you know, veterinary、mm-hmm. behaviorist. You're a trainer, and, and any trainer who suggests that、prodding. they prod a dog when the dog—it's because the dog's just uncomfortable around other dogs.、Oh、I'm so glad. Please don't see that trainer anymore.、Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're not taking that advice. Yeah, don't prod your dog. Again, is the dog just frustrated because it so wants to greet the other dog, or is it just uncomfortable? So it turns into Cujo at the other end of the leash. It's all about teaching that dog now to become more confident and do appropriate greeting behavior. And so there are these great classes called reactive dog classes, and I think they're great because they teach dogs to be around other dogs to be able to do alternate behaviors when they're around other dogs to exp- have good experiences and also how to greet. Appropriately, so if you want to find one of these classes, find a good trainer. You can go to positivity.com/trainers to find a Victoria Still Positive Dog Trainer in your area, and find a great trainer that will be able to maybe bring your dog into a class with other dogs and teach that dog to behave appropriately. Because distracting with treats and all of that—that's okay. But really, it's not about distraction. It's about giving the dog something else to do. Mm-hmm. In that, other than reacting, and when you give your dog another choice, you will find that dog takes that second choice because that second choice makes it feel better. Therefore, it doesn't react anymore. So that's my advice. But no prodding. No, no prodding. prodding. <laughs> I've never、oh. even heard that word. Prodding. Like I mean, I've heard the word, but not for dogs. I mean, yeah, no, people will. Well, you know, they like the whole like the, the sort of snake. Prod, no、uh, you know the whole zippage, whatever. What do you do when you like prod the dog with your hands, like this? You know,、yeah. you prod your dog on the side with the hand.、Uh, that's maybe what she's talking about, which is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing to do. Can you imagine if you were somewhere and somebody got really hyper, like you know, excited? You're at a ball game, whatever, and you just walked up to him. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly.、Okay. Then you're going to get bitten. Yeah, no wonder.、Broken. No wonder so many dogs bite their owners when they get prodded. Exactly. Please don't prod your dog. Okay, Sarah in Belgium. Somebody's listening in Belgium. That's awesome. Oh yes, it's great. We're, hey, we're global, Holly. I love it.、They、Come the on. Best beer ever. Okay, I've just taken in a six-year-old spayed female Labrador. No food aggression, but she stole a piece of paper and growled and snapped badly when I took it back. Wonder what she was writing. Maybe she's like, <laughs> she's, she's writing when she's continued growling, I pushed her down, holding her head down and half sitting on her as she continued growling and snapping. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's getting warm in here. Eventually, I'm ventilating. Eventually, she calmed down to her meek and mild self.、Oh, I could keep my hand in the food bowl and take it away with no reaction. She obviously sees stolen property as hers and will fight for it. Hmm. What training can I do to halt this behavior? We don't allow it to. The roost and this behavior really、oh. surprised us.、Oh. All right, go ahead. Where do you want、Because、to start? Beating no, but listen. But listen, Sarah.、Right、though, Sarah does not know. We need to let Sarah. No, know I know, and I know that's、are. not that's not the right、yeah. reaction. Okay, so Sarah, I'm not reacting just just to yours. It's just that to, to, to your issue. It's、uh, it's just that I hear this all the time, and I think、mm-hmm. as a trainer, you know, when you hear people doing this to their dogs time and time and time again, you know where it's come from. You know, it's come from certain other trainers that a dominant trainer exactly that put out this whole idea that if your dog steals something, it's trying to get one over you, and it's trying to rule the roost, and therefore you gotta sit on that, you gotta restrain it until it calms down. Just the biggest load of baloney. <laughs> 
and I'm putting that nicely mm-hmm. that I've ever heard. Well, it's it's been this massive that doesn't work. exactly Science it doesn't, and it's it. just going to make your dog a more unconfident. It's confrontational. It's going to make your dog fight with you more, and you know what? It's going to make your dog steal things more. It manifests in a different way. Right, of course. When something is in a dog's mouth, it's his. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Okay. You have to teach your dog that dropping things is awesome. Mm -hmm. Because if they drop things, hey, they're going to get something real good. Praise. Or they're going to get, hey, a toy. Or they're going to get maybe a piece of food. You vary it. Dog never knows what's going to get. But dropping things is awesome. Teach your dog to do that. And I guarantee that your dog, if it steals a tissue or it steals a piece of paper or something like that, if your dog does that and you tell your dog, drop, your dog's going to drop it and go, okay, what do I get? Now, what you don't want to do is set up a chain so your dog thinks, oh, each time I'm going to get some delicious food, so I'm just going to go steal stuff. That's why sometimes you're going to give it something and sometimes you don't. But whilst you're training your dog to take things and to drop them, you're always using wonderful things. So you build up that whole experience that if I actually open my mouth and drop something, something wonderful happens to me. And then sometimes you just get praise. It's praise. They love that. Exactly. Sometimes it's praise. Not every time is it a treat. Not every time is a toy so that the dog doesn't set up this chain of behavior. Now, let me ask you this. One thing that kind of stands out for me where she says, I can keep my hand in the food bowl and take it away with no reaction. Is that really a good idea? When you put food down for a dog, because I know my dog has resource guarding issues, which means he doesn't let anybody get near his bowl because he's afraid someone's going to take it away. So could she be manifesting that kind of behavior? I have never, ever, ever, ever put my hand in my dog's food bowl whilst my dogs have been eating. Why not? Because I don't agree with doing that. What would it be like when you're, if you're eating, Holly, and Kashmir comes up to you and puts her paw in your food? Or starts licking it or something. Well, what are you going to do? Right. right? That's just I'm not right. Yes. Why do we think we need to do that? Sure. The dog needs to be comfortable around food, around you. Dog mustn't guard it. However, the more you start sticking your hand in there, because you ought to be the alpha, the top dog, whatever it is, the more your dog is going to see you as competition. Why are they mm-hmm. doing that? No. Allow your dog to eat in peace. And if you're worried, and uh, you know, even if your dog's not resource guarding, you want to be relaxed around the food bowl, well, go past the food bowl whilst the dog is eating and throw in a nice piece of chicken or something. Something even nicer. So the dog goes, oh, it's great. Each time mama comes close to me, then, you know, I get something wonderful whilst I'm eating. But don't put your hand in the food. (laughs) Okay. And the last one, look at this. We really are global. Carolina from Finland. I hope it's Carolina from Finland. We're going to Finland. We are going to Finland. When? Why? We're going in August for this wonderful event. It's like a... It's Massive. in the Olympic Stadium. Yes, in it Helsinki. is. I'm doing a talk in the Olympic Stadium in Helsinki. I, wait, Alice is going to get She's coming. She's coming with me. Just she's you coming two. with me. She doesn't like flying very much, but she's flying first class. All this time with podcasts. If you're going to fly... Might as well do it. Nice. So when is it? Can people come see it? What yes. Are, what's the deal? Well, you know what? I forgot what the dates are, but it's the end of August. Sometimes the August oh, the 20th. Alex something. is on that because I'm she's going to find You guys talk amongst yourselves. Um, okay. So I'll ask you Carolina's question first, and then after you I, can let us And I, I love, but I say, I love Finland. I love Helsinki. I was there a couple of years oh, ago doing Helsinki. another talk there. I love it there. I had a dream last night, actually, about going to Finland. You did? And did I you dream that you missed your flight? No, it took us 24 hours. It was what? It was a 24-hour flight. Oh, no, my, oh my gosh. You see, now she's already having her, her flight dreams because she doesn't like flying. Really? Okay. Well, then I'll go. All right. So Carolina yes. says, I really need your help. We just got a dog. It's only 12 weeks old and doesn't know how to be alone. It starts barking and oh, whining and we have 12. to make it stop. 
because me and my family need some private time too and not just taking care of the dog all the time. So I was wondering if you have any tricks to make it learn how to be alone without barking and whining. Twelve weeks. It's a baby. It's a baby. baby. Oh, my gosh. You know, and I think that's what people need to see. You have a baby in your house. Mm -hmm. And if it was a human baby, yeah, I know people do controlled crying later on, but this is too young to do that kind of thing. It was just separated, ripped away from its mother and its puppies. It doesn't know anything. You need to be there for it. And, you know, there's obviously times when it's tired. Then you can leave it. It sleeps a lot. Puppies sleep. Yeah, they do. So, And so then they can be by their own and they can learn to be a little bit independent but as of now you need to be there for that pup you need to be there and i know you need to have your pri- your quiet time and that's fine we'll have the quiet time with the pup on your lap when it's sleeping or something like that the best thing to do is that if you have you know if you've got guests around or you don't have any time to devote to the puppy then have a crate in the room or have a pen set it up have a safe zone where your pup can be there because pups dogs don't do well in social isolation they're they're group animals right they need to be with their with members of their group that includes you so and plus they're new to their surroundings so they don't i mean their brains are so not developed yet they don't even know what's going on so they just need a little reassurance from the probably the one thing they only know which is you and the most important thing is that, that because their brains are developing their brains are also like a sponge and they're actually learning to be stressed out whilst away from mm. you and you don't want that dog to become stressed out when it's, it goes to adulthood so all right finland all right, when are we going to be there um it's the how how champion event and it's going to be held August 21st through the 23rd. So come see us. So can they go on to Positively.com and find the link? And if you just type in Finland in our search bar, it'll it'll come up and you'll be able to buy tickets in advance. Vic's going to be doing a live show that Friday night, and it's going to be it's going to be fun. Well, maybe I'll go, even though I wasn't invited by you. You want to sit up with us? (laughs) (laughs) I might trying to find a way in. All right, another good ask Victoria. You feel smarter now? Oh, I do. Good. I always feel smarter after talking to Vic. Oh, no, sometimes I still feel stupid. Let's jump right into the Let's Embarrass and Humiliate Holly segment. Open your notebook, sharpen your pencil, and get ready. You're about to attend Victoria's Animal Academy. Oh, you know what that music means. That music means it's time for me to feel dumb, but this time I get to have Victoria feeling dumb with me because we have a special guest teacher. What, are you zenning? Are you oming? No, this is the time that Alex can get anything that she wants. She can get her own back on me. Oh, for okay. anything that I've ever done to her in the so last in other words, three should I years, just stay out of the fray if this is happening. You over might, here? you might not want to get in the middle of this, Holly. All right, all right. Now she's going to ask some radical questions okay. that I have absolutely no idea. About. And I and I've picked on. these out, and I can tell you that they're pretty tricky. So oh dear goodness, we'll see if oh, you guys can do it. Me. I'm smarter than you think. All right. What is the only species of shark that is warm-blooded? Whale shark. It is the whale shark. No, it's not. I think your research is wrong. Hammerhead shark. No. Hammerhead? No. Why would you think the hammerhead? I don't know. It's the great white. I thought about the great white, but it's not a mammal, is it? The whale sharks. Are it doesn't matter. Well, the whale it's, sharks actually. You don't have to, you have to be a mammal white? to be warm-blooded. Yeah. How interesting. So Jaws? Jaws was a great white. He was hot so for Roy Scheider. He was. I get it now. Mm-hmm. He was. All right. All right. Now, this no is a trick question. I can't wait to hear what you guys guess on this one. Don't look. I'm not don't looking. Okay. Seriously, I'm not looking. All right. How many eggs does a female mackerel lay at one time? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. I would take advantage on. of this opportunity. I would say one. 4,382. <laughs> 500,000 eggs. Oh, my goodness. What? How? I don't know. I don't know. You know, like women, we're born with our eggs. 
So why doesn't a mackerel look like that? Because that's <laughs> maybe like they do. I've never seen a pregnant mackerel. That's true. Well, then there should uh, think about caviar. Then hundred thousand eggs. So why aren't there more mackerels in the world? I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe there are, or maybe they have to lay that many because so many get eaten. Oh, or they do something. Oh, they but do. people like me who like caviar. Mm -hmm. Okay, exactly. <laughs> okay, I love this one. How long can an iguana stay underwater? Oh, you know what? I was in the Galapagos last year, and I learned this. My God. Okay, my daughter Alex is here. Tell me, Alex. Do you remember that? Defer. Oh, she's thinking. She's is it? Thinking. It's, oh, you, it's like it? 30, 40 minutes. One hour? Try 30 minutes. Or, or an hour? No, I think you might be... 30 one minutes? Hour. You go for one, I'll go for the other. One of us will get it right. It's like 30 minutes. I'm going for an hour. 30 minutes. <gasps> oh. Yes. Thank you, Joseph. Thank trumped you. by a 10-year-old. Nicely 11. done. She's 11. Okay. Go. How many yes, more? Yes, because Let's we see. swam with them. We swam with them. That's so Underwater neat. for yes, 30 underwater. minutes? How big no. were they? No, we were snorkeling. You know, I love yeah, iguanas. The big. one thing I will tell you that I did learn about iguanas because I wanted them and I've always had cats before I had dogs is that they carry salmonella. So if you get an iguana, anytime you or an, a child touches them, you have to wash your hands. And if you have like a cat and you put the iguana down, you have to wash around where it was because your cat will walk and they'll lick their paws or whatever. Whether that's true or not, that's what I was Siri, told. Who, ha who will put an iguana down near a cat? I would. You would? Well, think about it. If it's your family pets, I would let the iguana out. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm like not interested. In My brother had a pet iguana, and it got so big that he had to donate it to the Right, exactly. Because it outgrew it. People, people, get these, people get these, and then they grow too yeah. big, and then they have to get donated Oh, to I would have kept it. All right. What are the noisiest land animals? <gasps> I know this Humans. one. Humans. What? Orangutan. You're close. You're Gorillas. Close. What kind it's of monkey? What? What monkey. Kind of monkey? Come on, Alex. Hairy monkey. You're so close. Howler monkeys. They're More than the orangutan? It says their calls can be heard right. over two miles away. Uh, uh, wow. Orangutan, three miles. I'm looking that one up. I'm calling. Well, my I'm, source must just be wrong. I'm challenging that, but carry on, and I'm going to look it up while we're talking. Why are you saying the orangutans? Orangutan. Which I love, by the way. So I just want to hold a baby oh, orangutan. Do you ever see that? those jowls? Those jowls fill with air, oh. and then that's how they make the sound. They release it, and it go for miles. The reason I know this is because when I was in Thailand, there's an orangutan rescue in Sipolo, and you go out, and I learned everything about the orangutan, because I'm scared to death of monkeys, and one came really close to us, and I nearly had a heart attack and fell off a bridge. But the babies are cute. This one was like looking at me eye to eye. Okay, last one. How much honey, this is the real stumper, but it's really fascinating. How much honey does the average worker bee produce in its lifetime? One bee. Oh, do I it in no like measurements. How many? What? How much honey? Sixteen ounces. I don't know. All right, sixteen ounces. Um, How much honey does one worker bee produce in its lifetime? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna sneeze because I have allergies. <laughs> I beat you. Two pounds. <laughs> it came to me. <laughs> sneeze. Am I right? Okay, Alex, wait that. a second. Alex has All right, been Alex, what is studying it? this in science. Okay, I know how much an average beehive produces. Tell us that. I think it's two cups. I have no idea. Two <laughs> That might that might be right because all right for one one bee in its lifetime produces only a twelfth of a teaspoon. <gasps> oh my god! You're kidding! I love honey. Honey is natural antiseptic and anti-inflammatory substance. I didn't know that. Yes, it is. So it's actually very good for your stomach and GI system. 
Okay, hang on. What I'm talking about now. Holly is uh, investigating. I'm searching on. madly because All right. she is contesting that the I think that my, I think that I'm correct. I, okay. I mean, I, what do I get if I win? I get, do I get her seat to Finland? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't find it. Can oh, I guess I guess it must just be. Us? Time is running out. The podcast is going to end in a minute. No, talk Time amongst yourself. Out. Oh wait, they, blah, wait, blah 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 blah. Yes, Alex. I think that it's not there because so it's just not. That's not true. I learned that the drone bees they just stay there for one day and then the queen kicks them out and then since they can't live without the colony they die. Really? Yes. Wow, the queen kicks them out. I see women rule we the world. We do. That's how it should be. Well, it looks but like Holly's not going to get it in She didn't get it, so all I have to say is I'm going to thank Adaptor so much for sponsoring <laughs> us, Victoria. This has been a great... Thank you so much, Alex, Thanks for coming for having on. Me. Thank oh. you for having Alex in the background. And we are over and out. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Right. And we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stilwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.